What a Woman, conversations with powerful women who share powerful stories. This podcast was created by me, your host, Caroline Lyons, and my friend and producer, Sarah Benner, two mums searching for inspiration. And we hope you'll be inspired too. We're thrilled that this series is sponsored by Serenity Spa in the Rose Hotel Tralee and they are offering Water Woman listeners 10% off the LMS Biotech Pro Glow Plus facial treatments. So book yours now and quote Water Woman podcast to enjoy this exclusive offer. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, so William. for the fabulous pharmacist in yeah. our presence. <laughs> We're delighted to have you, Laura. We are so excited. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you've... 100,000 followers on, on Instagram is big social media following and I think one of the biggest personalities online that we can see in Ireland at the moment really oh my I, goodness I think so <laughs> and it, I think it's because you've, you've got you've got this fantastic knowledge I mean you've I think 20 years a community pharmacist you've got all that knowledge behind you and you're kind of bringing it to the masses in a really refreshing and fun way oh thanks and a million I, I think that's it's really a, a fantastic niche and also you're an, an entrepreneur you know you've obviously launched your own business of of these fantastic supplements that are doing really well. So I brought you some. I brought you some today to try. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> Brilliant. We were hoping. We were. definitely will. After the early start, we I might know. need some. Um, well, they're yeah. getting great feedback, aren't they? Because some of our friends, uh, a few of my sister-in-laws, have four sister-in-laws, and three of them told me about them. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what? You can't pay for that kind of marketing. Like you actually can't. And obviously, like you know, I'm. Well, I have a team of four now, but we don't have a huge marketing budget, obviously, because we're just startup mode. Uh, so we either have to use our ingenuity and, mm. you know, um, kind of fun ideas. And then obviously then it's word of mouth. So and I am hearing like girlfriends are telling their girlfriends when they're out for coffee that they're trying the products and that they're great. And that's that word of mouth. You just you, you can't buy that because you can do, yeah. you know, you can spend a hundred thousand on marketing and it could just it could go great because it could sell your stuff at quickly to the masses mm. but they're not they're not going to repurchase if it doesn't work yeah. you know and that's the reality course, isn't yeah. It? yeah yeah but you found this great way of marketing yourself as well as a, as a brand this the, the fabulous pharmacist as i said you're striking a chord because you know people want information and th- for things that they can treat at home or perhaps just for mm. supplements ways they can make themselves feel better but you're you're doing it you're very real but it's fun it's refreshing for for women i mean i know you the show you've got coming up it's like women's health like we've never heard it before but yeah it it, it is it is new and you kind of there are still taboos out there that you're i think breaking down so it's fantastic That's great to, to hear that people think that yeah i suppose i've always loved having a bit of fun like i do love a laugh you know and I think that sometimes people have this misconception, maybe that pharmacists are real stern and strict. Now, maybe they seem that way and we have to be professional. Obviously, it's really important, but it's really, you know, to get your personality across online. Like it would be really hard for me to pretend that I was really serious all the time because I think it would just come out. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously, like humor does, um, it makes illness less serious and less I suppose miserable doesn't it and when you can talk about things in a really open way you know and talk about vaginas and vulvas the way I do it just makes them people just go yeah I I remember when I first started doing my corporate talks and I was talking about I was actually going down to a talk and I'd you know they'd engaged me to talk about uh, to do a wellness talk for women and I said, well, what do you want me to talk about? They're like, oh, just women's health. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, I mean, what? Where, how long have they got? How long have they string? So I was driving down to Athlone and I was thinking in my head, like, what am I going to talk about um, to these ladies? And then it kind of struck me. I was like, how can I get orgasms 
into this to make it funny. And then that's how I kind of come up with my my corporate talk that I do now is, you know, I talk about the five main benefits for health or the five main things that people can do for their health. And it's like checking yourself, sleep, exercise, diet and orgasms. And then, you know, you hear a pin drop when you say orgasms, <laughs> but then everyone's really interested. And then you can kind of like, you know, I base my kind of talk around that. And that's how then the Viva La Volva tour came about because I was getting such great feedback from those talks. Like women coming up to me saying, I've been like leaking or like, you know, peeing my pants for the past 15 years. I'm too embarrassed to go to my doctor to talk about it. And, and actually the talk kind of started with the fact that I had ladies coming into the pharmacy, you know, ladies in their 70s that would have had serious vaginal issues due to lack of estrogen. So they would have had like no sex for 15 years, say, really dry vulval areas, itchy areas and um, treating themselves with canistin, canistin cream consistently, even though it wasn't working because it wasn't a fungal mm. infection. It's just due to low estrogen levels. And these women wouldn't even couldn't even say the word vagina to me or vulva. They were like so ashamed of their bodies. I was like, this is just so wrong. We're still in Catholic Ireland yeah. where women's bodies are just not um, they're not we're not taught about them from a young age, about what we what's normal, what isn't normal. And then we, we don't carry those. If we don't can't carry the language through to our later years, then we don't get looked after because we can't verbalize what's wrong with us because we're kind of ashamed of talking about it. So that's why I'm like, let's just talk about the vulva. And just, it's like your arm or your fingers, just yeah. like any other well, part of your body. You know? I say it like that. Yeah. yeah. So if you're not taught about these things and similarly, you know, for the pelvic floor exercises, no one teaches you how to do them. Yeah, in France, no mention of it. No, yeah. there isn't. And in France, they are given six months of free physiotherapy care post birth if they need it. Like they really take vaginas seriously over there. They're really <laughs> into them, and it's really fucking good. And you know, why shouldn't it be that way? Yeah. Like they're the re they're the meaning of life, really. Like I yeah. mean, and like I mean, it's all men think about if they're heterosexual, <laughs> and like women should be thinking about it too. And and as a result, then women end up say in their early 40s, 50s, and they're leaking because they haven't done their pelvic floor exercises or even earlier, actually, because they're encouraged being, you know, they were encouraged to kind of go, go back to the gym after having a baby, but like they're going back to the gym too soon. They're lifting too heavy a weight. They're aggravating a prolapse. There's so many issues. And, you know, we're not given free physiotherapy care. Women have to pay for it. Mm. I love that but you're talking about yeah. it more, oh. though, because yeah, it's not so much then that, God, I, I, I thought nobody else had this, you know, yeah. so. I know, like yeah. one in three women will leak in their lifetime one in two postmenopausally. So that's half of women are going around uh, wearing dark clothes because they, they're afraid to leak. They need to know where the toilets are every time they go to the shopping centre, where they are so they can run to them. They won't dance at a wedding. They can't exercise because they leak or they're wearing big thick pads. That mm -hmm. is not normal. It's very common, but it's not normal. And women should not put up with that. But we're, we're, we've been taught from a young age that periods are painful. Being a woman is painful. You have to put up Just with this. You have to shut up with, with this. It. You know, your granny did it. Therefore, you should too. Not well, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that like honestly yeah. it's just it's crazy what women in this country have gone through yeah. but it's interesting yeah. you know and you say F that and it and that is brilliant but there's a, there's there's definitely there's a confidence there that, that you have and something we wanted to sort of dig into is i mean we talked to a lot of some some great women on the podcast we've had like so jackie hurley or um kira griffin who who have this sort of they, they'll back themselves they've this confidence and we think we're wondering is this something you're born with or that you 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 develop but thinking back to when you were young this this confidence maybe the ability to stand up and say F that what has that always been there um well i think it's definitely got stronger as i've got older um but i do think that i was a confident child but i had a mother that was just fantastic like i was the eldest of four so there's myself then my brother then my sister then my other brother and we were always just told we, we were very good at doing the things that we did. Like, you know, my sister was the footballer 
I was the, the studier, you know, but then also I loved acting and singing and stuff like that too. And and I just think that my mum did instill in us that we could do whatever we wanted. She was always very much pro-education. So she came from the north of Ireland, as did my dad. They came down here before I was born. And mum just always pushed us to do the very best that we could. Um, and always took an interest in my homework or, you know, like, read that essay to me, Laura. Oh, that's brilliant. And maybe you should use this word or like pushing us, but not in a like, I mean, if you don't get A's or crap type thing. It's just mm. like just making us do the best that we could. And was always very much like my girls are going to drive at 17. They're going to go to sec. They're going to, you know, do well in their exams as to the best of their abilities. They're going to go to second, le- you know, third level education. They're going to get third level education um, and they're not going to. She didn't ever really say, like, I don't want you to be ever dependent on a man, but that was the tone. Well, what, that's quite forward thinking in yeah. a way. What, what, what do you think drove that? I mean, she so my mum came from a family of 10. She was a midwife. Um, she lived up in Larne in, Ireland, in the north of Ireland. They are, uh, Larne is predominantly a Protestant area. They were Catholics, so they would have been mm-hmm. the Catholics in the block. You know the way they would have mm. made fun of the Catholics having 10 kids. It'd be like, Jesus, do they not know how to contain themselves? Um, <laughs> but my, um, and my mum always wanted to do medicine, but she couldn't because she had to go into nursing to earn money to help her family. Mm-hmm. So I think that maybe that, she would have, she wouldn't have gone on about that, but we would have known. So, um, and I always kind of liked healthcare. And I always liked uh, maths and chemistry. Um, I did like acting, but I never, I knew I wasn't ever good enough to kind of go make a living from it. So I think I did it that way. Like my brother's a doctor. Uh, he's over in Australia and my sister's a pharmacist too. And we've one black sheep in the family. He's the pilot. But, um, oh, well, you know, we all, yeah, a pretty we, good we all career. kind of went, we all kind of went into the, into the, into the, uh, into the three of us out of four went into the medical kind of side of things. And I'd say that was probably to do with mum in a way, but I do love it. I do love that area of, of it. So... Do you think yeah. where you sat in the family being the eldest, often children that are the eldest, they're leaders and they kind of, that's what I find anyway, I've read up on it before actually, that where you sit in the family, say if you're smack in the middle, that you're often sometimes a little bit insecure about yourself because maybe you haven't got the You've attention. Sandwiched. <laughs> well, I know my, so I have three boys and the middle fella, like, it's funny, like sometimes he just gets forgotten about. But he's also the, the quietest. He'd go off into a corner and literally like die of of, a, of an illness rather than like complain. Whereas my eldest, you'd know for two months beforehand yeah. that he was on his way to getting sick because well, he'd be vocalising it. We've same as, as my, well. in my eldest. That's yeah, the same pattern in mine. So, so you funny, wonder, isn't it? Yeah. And we were saying, you know, because I know you've talked about when you were on, it was a side you, you're a bit of a messer at times. You mm. like the fun and mm. you st- still do. But obviously you'd be back that business. There's a serious side of business mind there that you've developed. So yeah, there's obviously two sides there. Well, yeah, but even in school, like I was an awful joker, but I did get away with it because I did well in my exams. So like the teachers knew that and I probably knew how to push it as far as I could push it. And then like I knew when to kind of hold back because I remember like getting my leaving cert results. And um, I remember telling my business studies teacher who had been my business studies teacher for like junior cert. I hadn't had him all the way through to leaving. And I, and I showed him my results and he's like, Ah, you're joking, Laura, are you? Because he, he thought I was a messer, you know, that kind of way. But I was able to kind of get the head down when I needed to as well. Mm. So, so yeah, there would be a, a serious, like, I mean, there's definitely a serious side. You can't just, like, be laughing and joking your way through business. But certainly, I think that if you could bring, if you can bring humour into everyday life, it makes life a lot easier, you know. Yeah. But you're obviously yeah. naturally funny as well. I mean, you can make people laugh. 
You, yeah. Well, you you take the mick out of yourself a lot as well. Don't yeah, you? well, that's really important though, isn't it? Like yeah. Jesus Christ, to you can't to be taking yeah. yourself too seriously. And I yeah. think to to survive online as uh, well, it's important. Yeah, and you can't really be kind of too worried about people. Like you know, when I first went online, I did think, oh goodness, what are like other pharmacists going to think of me? <laughs> you know, are they going to actually think I'm mortifying them? And I, you know, there's probably a few that think I'm terrible, but I think for the most part, I get really good feedback mm. from other pharmacists. You know, and then also people would say to me, I didn't realize pharmacists knew so much. I'm like. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's loved. about time there. For, for I your, know. People like yourself and Una Hagen, you know, you have, oh, changing perceptions. Yeah. And actually, there's so, you know, you, there's your fountains of knowledge and that, that we should all be using and you know, underutilized. So it's brilliant. Um, <sighs> but it led you to take a big, quite a leap of faith because mm. you, you, you sort of left sort of the day to day sort of yeah. being. That was a mental, wasn't it? And you grit it to found it your own business. It was yes. usually, it was a massive risk. You know, it was. And I was like, debating over it for ages and actually I had, I had originally in 2017 when I had about two followers I was going to bring the products to the market but I couldn't uh, I couldn't make it work financially like I would have literally like I would have lost my house before I even like okay. started because it just wasn't going to work I had no business sense I was a pharmacist through and through I had the formulations down to a T they were fantastic but I just didn't have any I didn't understand margins and my husband sat down with me and he's like we do an excel spreadsheet and see how this is going to go for you because I kind of had done it all by myself at that stage and she was like, Laura, what, what in the name of good God do you think is going on here? Oh like, God. yeah, and I was you like, must oh. Feel so deflated, oh, it's like. awful. I was like, oh, Jesus, I, you know, and, yeah. and then you feel like you're a failure and you feel like you've been wasting your time. Like I had little small babies at the time. I remember like running out on a Sunday to meet my graphic designer and like my, my little two year old was putting his hands up because he wanted a little feed, you know, I was still breastfeeding him at the time. But anyway, look. It was fine because actually I went back to the drawing board and I got a good bit of business advice then. And then when I did launch, it was good. And they were really good products. And I was ready to do it. And I was ready to put my heart and soul into it. There was not going to be this like half straddling the horse. So I had to give up pharmacy to make it happen. Because if I was still in the pharmacy, I couldn't have done that job optimally. I definitely couldn't have started up the business optimally because it takes up all of your time Mm -hmm. between social media and manufacturing and formulating and meeting people and networking. It is nonstop, nonstop. Well, I suppose coming on to that, I mean, it, as you said, it's great. You, you, you're kind of getting some great success with it. But there is, I guess, there's always a, a trade-off, isn't it? Mm. And it's there must be huge pressures on your time now with, like I said, hun- nearly 100,000 followers, the, the social media content, all the business stuff. The I mean, demands, how, I suppose, how, yeah. How, yeah, how yeah, have things changed going. for you adjusting um, to all of that? It's just mental. And I'd be li- lying here if I said that, oh, I have a really good work-life balance because I get eight hours sleep a night and I get my exercise in and I eat all the right foods and I, you know, go to bed on time and I get to spend loads of time with my kids. All of that is not correct. So I I try for the most part to do the best that I can in all aspects, but I, you know, you're going to fall down, obviously. So I probably don't get as much sleep as I should. Definitely not last night anyway. Um, and you just kind of have to juggle. I am good at taking naps when I, when I, if I need to crash, I will take a nap. Um, and then there, there, there are pros as well, though, because with the kids, like when I was in the pharmacy, I was out of the, I was out of the house four days a week. Like I was working nine to six or nine to seven, and then I was working a Sunday, every single Sunday. So we never really had like a weekend to kind of decompress. It was always like, so. But now I'm home with them, and I can make them their dinner. And do they get a kick out of watching mom? No, going down they're mortified by me. 
absolutely mortified. You don't like the Wonder Woman costume? I mean, come on. Does that surprise you? No, they're not. I mean, and there is that kind of fine line. And I do, I am aware of that, you know. um, And like, you know, they're friends of family online now too. And there's a bit of slagging that goes on. But I I do keep them offline. Yeah. um, Deliberately. Um, And then also, they know that it's my job. And they know that I'm a messer. Like I did go to the women's mini marathon and I was dressed in the Wonder Woman outfit like kind of going down the stairs and one of them was coming up the stairs and goes alright have a good day like so they are used to it now they might give out a bit if they're in a bad mood and say oh, Jesus mum like why do you always have to be talking about vaginas and I'm like well would you prefer me talking about penises and you know then they shut up they're fine they're they're I good boys what, they can have some lucky girlfriends well, do you know what? they be very they've, aware and of uh... and, I've, and I've always taught them very much about women's health and that so not they wouldn't bat an eyelid at yeah. anything which is good and I think they know that I'm doing it for a good reason it's not just for and should they know they know you of their life <laughs> they do. that's what they're used to they're probably Look, like, I, I'm not any different online than I am actually yeah. in the house with them anyway so even when I brought my bikini with me to ski in for the oh, crack um, last February I, actually I did stun my husband I, I took the bikini out of the out of the uh, the suitcase and he goes Ah, Jesus, now you're even surprising me. Like, we've been together <laughs> since I was 18. Like, we're, you know, and he goes, ah, oh, now you've, yeah, now. And I don't think anything could shock him, but he, when I took the bikini out and said, you're going to video me going down the slopes and this, he was like, all right, well, this is this is my next level. Laura actually goes, but I'm impressed. I'm impressed you do it. Um, but not everyone can get away with the bikini on any anyway, let alone on the ski slopes. But your your figure, I wonder, are you um, is it natural? How I know you like working out. And yeah. You online, that you do your yoga. You put, you know, obviously, I think you get a lot out of it. Probably, me- you know, for mental health as well. But my mental health mainly is why I, why I work out actually. Yeah, okay. Um, but. And I do that in the bikini and I do that in the Wonder Woman outfit as well because I am a woman in my 40s and I'm trying to show that, you know, you can be 40 and fabulous and do whatever the hell you want and wear what you want and wear what you feel comfortable in. Now, I know I'm saying that and I know you're saying, oh, oh you have a great figure to wear. But like, you know, I have the I a lot of stuff is genetics as well. Like my mom will be will be tall and, and slim, too. But like I can put on weight, too. I've put on weight in recent years as well. Easier than I would have done before. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, because of perimenopause and menopause and all of the, all of that. Um, I don't think that I'm perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I actually just think that I don't care. And I really, I, you know, and if I ha- if I if I am a bit chunkier because I put on a bit of weight, I don't care that either. So I'm happy to still go out and and put the bikini on and ski down the slopes and actually I just think that the message should be that and I know most people wouldn't do it but it should be that you should just do what you want to do and feel good about yourself it's more about empowering other women to 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 love themselves more than anything else and that's why I came up with the name fabulous pharmacist it's not necessarily that I think I'm fabulous it's more that like everyone has the ability to be fabulous but some people just need to be taught how to feel that way sometimes I do think there's a certain generation now it's it's about me and I and I need to put myself first and then I can have the energy to put in but really I don't know there has to be a bit of a balance like I mean yeah and I I and I think as well like the term anxiety is bandied around a lot you know and particularly younger kids are using the word a lot and do they really know what anxiety is like anxiety isn't that like you know anxiety is crippling for some people if they're actually you know diagnosed with anxiety disorder but we use the term anxiety if, you know, our friend looks at us funny, we get anxiety. And I think it's really important that we, our kids need to be tooled up for the world. It's a big, bad world out there. Mm. And if we're constantly molly cuddling them and telling them the best ever and, you know, 
they can do whatever they want and without it with, with the least amount of work then we're actually setting themselves up for a massive fall because yeah. the workplace is not like that mm-hmm. and yeah I would have probably seen that in the when I was working in the pharmacy as well you get some kids in you know doing work experience and you'd ask them to mop the floor and they'd look at you like as if you had two heads and they'd be like I'd be like do you even know how to mop the floor and they'd probably never mop the no. floor in their life Doubt it, yeah. Yeah. so it's really important that we tool people up for this yeah. and like what you said I think that you actually get back so much of what you give out in the world you know, yeah. as long as you're coming from a place of good. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So that it's genuine. It? Yeah. 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 Well, I think also, as I said, some, I mean, I said, not always, you know, it is important to look after ourselves, but sometimes looking out, it's important. And I think we're at a time, there's some awful things happening. A lot of us, you feel helpless. You don't want to sort of almost don't want to watch the news. Mm. But I, I think we really admire how you've spoken out a lot about what's happening in the world um, in, in Gaza and, you know, turning toward what's happening and just it's it is happening acknowledging yeah. and you know I think you know it's really important and it's not an yeah. easy thing always to do because it's a very it's a political very political issue it is it's and you know the, and there are two sides to it mm-hmm. and and I am not I am not a political scholar nor am I a historian okay but I know what's good and I know what's bad I know what's right and I know what's wrong and I know what's happening to the people in Gaza is just wrong and I think that well, it was important to me to kind of just verbalize how I was feeling, I suppose, because you're you are seeing these images and I know that we can scroll by. And I know that a lot of people don't know what to say. They just don't. Yeah. They feel and, and I can understand that, too. But I've never been afraid of speaking what I feel is my truth. Um, and I think that as well, if you're if you're coming from a good place, what happened to Israeli people on the 7th of October was 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 awful, too. But, you know, an eye for an eye means everyone ends up blind. Mm-hmm. So we need to, like, you need to take a step back and say, what are we doing here? It's just so very, you know, it's just so very important, I think. And I know people said to me, they said, oh, goodness, now you shouldn't be weighing in on political things because, you know, you could ruin your brand. And I'm like, well, do you know what? Fuck that. Yeah, yeah. You know, actually, no, if someone doesn't want to buy yeah. a product from me because they, like, don't agree with my, you know, what I'm saying, well, then... I think like, it was yeah, great you know, that you yeah. acknowledged actually, it. It's so you, big. You said, it's your truth. You know, yeah. when you, I think when you're coming from that place of, of truth, that's Yeah, what, um, and I'm not trying to actually truth. sling any stones around. I'm just literally going, like, can we just stop killing innocent people, please? And, like, literally see what's going on in the world. Mm. And and, uh, and this, this whole thing about, oh, you know, women and children are being killed. Like... Men and boys are being killed too. Like, I mean, there's like 15, 16, 17 year old boys that are given rifles to kill. And I heard this expression. I was actually listening to to a podcast and they said that uh, war is where young boys who don't know each other fight on behalf of old men who do. Mm. Isn't that really significant? Like none of us have given birth to any of our sons to kill or be killed. But that is actually what happens in war. And men are sacrificed equally so women and children but we always talk about women and children and that's obviously it's awful women and children being, being killed but but young boys are killed too and they're being taught that aggression is the right way to go when in actual fact it's mm-hmm. it's awful and I know there's always been wars human the human race is mm-hmm. you know we've always been warring mm-hmm. with tribes killing each other and but and I don't have the answer but I do know that killing more people is not the answer and you're just going to evoke hatred on both sides like, like if you kill someone's child do you think that they're gonna go oh well right well listen once there is a ceasefire we'll just like you know forget about that like mm. you're, you're just building up more hate against yeah, the other side so there's you know it's it's yeah. horrible yeah, it is. you say that you know you've, you've never been sort of afraid to speak um speak your truth stand up for yourself what if 
what might does, rattle you? Um, what might rattle me or keep me up at night? I suppose, you know, worrying about my kids and, you know, worrying about their little issues that they might have. Um, business is, is it's a roller coaster of highs and lows. And the highs are fantastic. And you're like, wow, the lows can be like, oh, my goodness awful yeah and there are usually things that you don't see coming and like sometimes with businesses like whack-a-mole as well like you, you hit one thing and another thing pops up from the other side so that can be tricky um but the the, the, the things that keep me up and i like i'm being really honest actually i'm very sad about what's going on in the middle east at the minute and it is playing on my mind an awful lot mm. And I, it has kept me up at night just thinking. And even like one of my little kiddies came in to me last night because he was a little bit worried about something. And he came in to bed and I was able to cuddle him and tell him everything would be know. okay and put my hand on his chest and like tell him to breathe. And he was fine. Then he went back up to bed. Um, but there's like little kids in the other part of the world that don't have their parents to do that or that like literally have serious like life or death situations. Yeah, it's and just they can't heartbreaking. Be, they can't, yeah. and think about the PTSD and think about the I trauma know. that they're going to bring right through to their adulthood and to their own families then as a result. Mm. Yeah. yeah, those kinds of it's things make me make me um, worry and worry for the world that my children are being raised in as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've gone very deep, haven't yeah. we? But yeah, I know, no, I yeah. think about no, an awful lot of these things and, and I think that sometimes like people just think I'm this mad joke on Instagram that does these fun things. But no, I do think really deeply about things mm. too. But it's difficult to verbalise that because then I don't want to be like bringing everyone down either because I know everyone is seeing these awful images mm-hmm. online too. And sometimes they just want a bit of light relief mm. when they go online. They don't want to be seeing and hearing all I the misery. Maybe then you'd kind of think, I know for me anyway, I'd be like, Jesus, don't sweat the, s- the small stuff. Like, I Very mean, true. You know, Very yeah. true. It's like, like what really does. And, and I think as well, you know, though, when you hit a bump in the road with any part of life and you're like, oh, my goodness, actually, I think it's really good to think, well, I have my health and I'm breathing today and my children are safe. Mm. Yeah. And. Um, that's kind of bringing it down to basics yeah. too, isn't mm-hmm. it? And also, I mean, actually, this article I was reading about sort of some of the, the more consumer side of the wellness uh, industry, um, and just thinking about well, actually, what what makes us satisfied? What is a good life? And really, we, it's the simple things, but we're led to believe it's all the big things. I know, isn't it? and but we're also led to believe that if we buy all this stuff, we'll feel and we'll look better. But actually, it really is the good things. Like you, you can have loads of problems. You can have loads of problems. But if you have a health problem, you've one problem. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that is the reality. And I suppose maybe the wellness industry is feeding into that because it's making people feel, think, think that they've loads of problems. And then the, the talk around perimenopause and menopause too. Like we, we went from a stage where we didn't talk about it at all, right? To a stage where two years ago, Joe Duffy went online for two weeks on radio and was talking about it. And then it kind of opened up the massive can of worms in Ireland. Um, now it would only be Ireland that a middle-aged man would be the face of menopause but you know we'll, we'll, <laughs> Yo, we'll take that we'll take whatever we get but it's now been made into something that's like awful and that women should fear I know you know I had friends messaging me going oh my goodness I want to go on HRT before I get any of my symptoms and like but how do you know you're going to get any symptoms and how do you know you're not going to be able to cope it's a natural part of life we need to learn to live with it and get through it and we can get the support and it's brilliant that the support is there for many women not for everyone um, and there's still a lot of learning to be done in the healthcare industry too, like in but doctors and pharmacists and nurses. That need Oh, we all need to upskill. Um, and it's great we're talking about it. But it's almost now it's gone the other extreme where we've been told everyone needs HRT, everyone needs to be, you know, doing sound oh, yeah. baths. Yeah. Everyone needs... Yeah. 
Whereas women are nearly obsessed with it now in their 40s. So everything is, oh, I think that's because I'm perimenopausal. But you know what? It probably is because they're perimenopausal. Mm. However, there are coping strategies. And, and also, I think the thing about women in their 40s is it's often the busiest time in our lives. So we're busy with work. Maybe we've older parents that we're worried about our, you know, mind. And with kids, either very young, you know, I've, I, you know, I've met 45, 40 six-year-olds that have like two-year-olds you know mm-hmm. that's mental so they go from having a baby straight into perimenopause oh and everything God. that goes with that or they have teenagers and then they have friends and social lives so we can always we can often like say oh, all of this external stuff is actually why i'm feeling this way when in actual fact there's lots of internal stuff that's going on too mm-hmm. with our hormones and we're not acknowledging that so i think if we have like a broader perspective of things we understand what can possibly be happening to us knowledge is power but not necessarily be catastrophizing everything you know if we have a hair on our chin just pluck it if we're really tired if we're really tired and we're exhausted why can't we just demand help at home and get support and go to bed early and not do the cooking one night simple things can really make a difference mm. but women almost need to be told that it's okay to actually get a takeaway or it's okay to put on a bit of weight it's okay to uh, demand that your par- that your husband or your partner um, and your children help you out in the house yeah, like it's yeah. just not you can't do it all but If you're thinking of changing your car, then check out Kerry Motorworks, one of Munster's largest dealerships selling used and new vehicles at www.kerrymotorworks.ie. And thank you to Kerry Motorworks for sponsoring the podcast. Women are like leaving, I suppose, having babies till later years and then suddenly they're having difficulties conceiving. You know, we're, we're being led to believe, oh, you can go to school and then you can go to college and you can have like you know, all the fun in the world and have a, have a really stellar career and then you can settle down and have babies. But the reality is, is post the age of 35, it is tricky to have a baby. And yeah. women that don't find it tricky, they're lucky. Mm. You know, but some, a lot of women would, would you know, our, our, our ovaries aren't producing the quality eggs that they did in our earlier years. Like, having babies is a young woman's game. Like, it is. The yeah. ideal age is like, you know, your early 20s. Like, my mum being a midwife was saying, like, you know, they go in at that age, they just pop them out. I know. And, and the energy. Just, I know, and then they, and then, and that's it, really. It's like the, the massive energy. difference between the energy that I had when I had my first baby at twenty-eight and my third baby at thirty-three Absolutely. was just like it was like night and, and day. day. Yeah. So then, do you women having babies in their, when they're forty-three? And look, it is wonderful that they can, and it is wonderful that IVF has allowed women to have babies when they're and they having can often make really good mothers because they're so experienced. But oh, without a doubt, and perimenopausal, I'd be that's like I'm lucky my eldest well she she's 10 and I'm 43 so I had her 33 so Mike I was in my 30s having my children yeah I was 30 no, I was just 37 when I had my youngest but yeah I mean I'm 43 now and my youngest is six and I think god there's no way I could deal with a mm. baby now I mean the nights but some women like it, it's I think most women want a baby I really do like and there's some women that don't and that's brilliant it's perfectly fine go and have an amazing life you know um but uh, Often, and I just think that there is that issue there where we see, you know, we see women like Gordon Ramsay's wife just had a baby. She's 49 or something. But then, you know, I I don't know if they froze eggs years ago or they used a donor egg. It's none of our business either. But if women think that it's normal to have a baby at 49, it's really difficult to have a baby at 49 unless you're using donor eggs and unless you've been like 
you know, you're pumped full of hormones too. And I just think that that conversation needs to be had. And it's a difficult conversation because women don't want to hear it. And particularly women over the age of 35 that haven't had babies yet. It's, it's, a, it's you know, it, it makes them annoyed probably mm. too. And but, but we need to know the reality of life as well. We weren't built to have babies yeah, into our later years. And it's thinking about down the road, 10, 20 years when they're just coming into their, front, you know, their te- teenagers into adulthood and you're really... You're, you're being driven crazy yeah, by yeah. them as well. But uh, but it is wonderful that we do have IVF. It is wonderful that women can have babies yeah. in their later years, particularly if they missed out in their early years. But, the, you know, I, d- I think that we need to get the messaging right for women. Yeah. You know, we really do. Like, freeze your eggs in your 30s. Mm. Do you know that kind yeah. of way? You know? And I, and I have a friend who did that because she's, you know, she she broke up with her with her long-term partner and decided actually you know, I might not meet someone for years. So she did, she froze her eggs and that was like, God, that like, was a clever idea. But, but it takes money too. It's a privilege to be able to do that. There's lots of women that can't. It is, you're right. It is a privilege. And, but I suppose, but also it's, that's not really promoted. That should be a camp, you know, that should be talked about. That's not I think in enough. the UK though, it is being bit, spoken about mm, with, yeah. uh, in, not in primary, but in definitely in secondary mm. school that they're, they are talking about it. Yeah. Because I do think like anybody I know over 35, trying for a baby has struggled yeah you know. they have the but reality then, is but then you have also was it Google that have brought out this thing where they're encouraging their female colleagues of a certain age to, to freeze eggs oh, so that no. they can work harder for them for longer <laughs> well, like I mean that's not right either so it's, it's finding that balance yeah. isn't it like yeah. it is it's really important that we that we find the balance like what what is better for the woman mm. at the end of the day and I think if we always have the woman's health at the forefront of our minds we won't go wrong but the problem is is that we haven't for so yeah. many years mm. you know the greek word for uterus is hysteria wow. let that sink yeah, in ladies yeah and that is the way That's the medical profession has dealt with women oh yeah she's just hysterical you know or oh yeah it's all in her head or you know there was i think there was a famous philosopher who was it was a freud or was, where they thought that uh, the more sex a woman had if she had a mental illness uh, the better she would be oh, because the course. sperm would travel to the brain and kind of help her out that way. Like those philosophers are all mad. Of course they were. Yeah. Mad stuff. madness. Mad. But, um, so, you know, we need to really take, take account of the fact that women need to be looked after. Read the book Invisible Women by yeah. Carolyn Perez. You'll be raging yeah. after it. Yeah. The okay. world was not built for women. Yeah. Oh my God. We need to reinvent well, the wheel. Well, I you're, think we you're are doing though. you're doing it, and I'm conscious of time. We must get onto your your Fabio range because oh, you are right. differentiated. You're doing something different within the wellness and well-being industry, and you've got basic more, I suppose, traditional sort of medicines, mushrooms. I mean, I don't know. There probably was some skepticism, I imagine, here. Where uh, everyone's a little bit microphobic over here, but I would have worked with a lot of Polish people, and I would have seen what's going on in, in the US too. And obviously, in China, like in traditional Chinese medicine, mushrooms have been used for thousands of years, mm. and you know as well in India Ayurvedic medicine has been used for thousands of years and that's where people will go to the doctor to stay well so they'll go to the doctor they get prescribed food they get prescribed you know mushroom teas or or herbal coffees or you know the or or particular foods to eat to stay well it's not like here where oh I've got a pain I'll go to the doctor I'll take a painkiller so I'm very much about the holistic part of you as well as the contemporary medicine. Like it's so very important that we can marry the two together. Like Western medicine has been brilliant. It's saved lives. It's, you know, it is wonderful. But why can't we try and stay as well as we can while also utilizing the best that science has to offer? You know, and if yeah. we if we can do that, I think that we're, we're going a long mm. way. That's that was why I brought the range out. It was it was the women coming in with stress and with sleep issues that really got me going. 
on that route as well because it was the during the time so I was practicing pharmacy when HRT was demonized so it was literally it wasn't mm-hmm. given out it was very rare that you'd see it mm-hmm. um, and women were just mismanaged they weren't looked after they were given antidepressants they may have been just told oh well you know that's just part of the change just deal with it um, and so it was that reason I was sending people around to the health food shop with a list as long as my arm for like botanicals such as ashwagandha yeah. caffeine and all those things that were coming yeah. out with bags full of stuff um, and that was what got me going with the, the range so yeah so I just went for it but yeah when I think about it now like it seems okay now but when I think about it like taking that leap and leaving my job and you know I left yes. a good job with a good salary to just go on a well, I suppose it was a whim wasn't it but I well, I was you very could say win because all that you got, and I can only yeah. ima- I can only begin to imagine the years of work and testing and getting things signed off for, yeah. especially and you know getting it over the line because it is a newer, as you said, with, with these sort of medicines, mush, you know, medicinal yeah. well, mushrooms well, I is am, new. And, and, and we, d- we 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 can't call them medicines because they are a food okay. supplement, mm-hmm. um, and you know they are a food supplement that have the, the the benefits of the you know the antioxidants and the 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 all all the good stuff that's in them, but. Yeah, it like I am meticulous. Like when I'm when I'm meticulous about something, I will like do it to yeah. the nth. And when it comes to formulations, yeah, I, yeah. oh my goodness, like I drove people crazy. <gasps> oh yeah, like I'd like little falling out people and stuff like that because like they just weren't like I've really high standards. So yeah. if you're not coming to the table with them, mm. then and I, I wasn't gonna put my name to something that wasn't amazing. And do they? Does it matter whether your symptoms are mild or severe, or how long might people expect for to take? It depends on what you work. need. It depends on what you're lacking in your life, and it depends on how busy you are. Now that's the reality. So if mm. you are running around like a blue arse fly all day, every day, not eating well, not exercising, not looking after yourself, nothing's going to help that. Mm. So you need to take a product, but then also look take stock of your life. Uh, I say three to five weeks in general for things. Um, the the or and or relax can work pretty much straight away. Certainly, if you're like kind of need a little bit of de stress and need a little bit of help with your sleep, I get messages from people all the time saying, "Oh my goodness, that was great! Look for it first night." Um, the like the the other products, I, I always say about three to five weeks because I like to. I don't like to over promise and under deliver. Mm. I like to like surprise and delight. Yeah. So yes. it works sooner, mm. brilliant. And then the skin product, I really I say to everyone, and I have one for you here today. Um, you that. need to take it consistently every day for about five to six weeks to begin to see the effects because um, that's the skin turnover rate is mm-hmm. around that and actually it gets it gets longer as we get older but sure it doesn't everything else um, but there, so I would always say to someone like a month on that probably isn't sufficient you probably need a second month to really see mm-hmm. the difference and then a third month to see the, the significance in your hair because anything that helps with the skin is going to help with the hair because mm. your scalp is feeding your hair so yeah. Yeah, so it's important to take things correctly. Like, and I would have seen in my practice as a pharmacist, people don't take life-saving medicines correctly. Like, they could be on six or seven heart that's tablets so and they're not true. taking them properly. So, how the hell are they going to take like a food supplement properly? So that's why I say like take one and do it well, rather than trying to buy three and doing it half hours. Mm. You yeah, know, really, really important. That's good advice. Yeah, mm. and you're not buying into a huge amount then. And no, it's, it's bloody expensive. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. And I and I did try and make the product so it was like specific needs, really tailored, could plug a gap. And it was under 30 euros. They weren't spending more than a euro a day on their on their health. I like the idea. Buy it once, use it for 30 days or, yes. you know, yes. and, and try and, yeah. Don't be like falling into this trap of, I think I need 10 things. You don't. What's your most popular, sort of, what's... What Men on Perry, without a doubt. Yeah. Stonking. Like, I, so when I brought the first two products out, it was my Shrooms Immune and my Ornor Relax. The Ornor Relax, from the get-go, went really well. Um, and I was getting 
I was getting reviews in from that, like really positive reviews from the get go. And I was like, oh, Jesus, Ireland is not ready for shrooms. Oh, Jesus. They think I'm like feeding them psilocybin. <laughs> but but the, the reviews for them started coming in about three to five weeks later. And that's when people are feeding the energy levels. And then you can't actually quantify your immune system and say, oh, I feel really supported. Therefore, it's only after winter has happened that you go, oh, actually, I didn't pick up all those coughs and colds and sniffles. So I have lots of like nurses yeah. and doctors and teachers on it mm. and mammies that, you know, would normally pick up the sniffles. And then I launched my Menon Perry product like six months later. And actually, originally, it was going to be blended with my or or as one product but then I was like no there's lots of people that have sleep issues and stress issues and they don't necessarily identify as perimenopausal yeah. so I'll split them and I thought you know the immune was, was generic enough it would suit mm. all people but I brought the peri and out then on October the 30th 2022 and it just went it just like I can't keep it on the shelves really. is there any age like for the, I know that is it the lion's mane that is is, is particularly good for um Sort of the for for dementia and those kind of issues, cognitive issues. But any yeah. age, like, is there any particular age they work better for? Can they work across? No, the age they can ranges? work across their age ranges. But like, I haven't done any studies in my products under the age of sixteen. I do know some people that are giving it to children that are a little bit younger than that. Um, but I do always say, you know, I have to caveat it with that. But um, it just depends on what you want. Like, I mean, the lines mean is brilliant in the menopause and it's in the brain focus as well. I brought you one of them too. Brain I should have watched you the Men on Perry. I didn't think, I wasn't sure if your We age looked too young, did we? I wasn't sure of your ages. So I was like, I don't want to offend them. Um, but I'll send you some down. I'll send yeah. you some. But sure, I'm coming to Tralee anyway. I know. For that's your well, let's, that's, that's a great, that's yeah. a great look at that. That's a smooth well, transition. Yeah. But the Viva La Volva. Tell us. Viva La Volva. What a name, eh? Night. What a night it sounds. My dad was like, what oh, are Jesus. you calling that show, Laura? Oh my goodness. I'm like, dad, I'm just really proud that you know what a vulva is. Because, you know, a lot of men don't. Um, so, yeah, so that's on the 13th of January in Galway, the 27th of January in Tralee and other dates in other cities to TBC. I just wanted to see how well, like, I mean, I didn't want to like launch two shows and nothing sell. And then oh, I'd be mortified. Here, but it's they a are, big lineup. Yeah. It's fine. It's Huge. not, it's it, obviously it's a show. you're there, but it it's is a show, show with it is a show. guests. It's like spectacular, spectacular, Moulin Rouge. I, I said, like, I want this to be like a show, not just but like. But you did also said that you loved acting and all <laughs> this. Is this your opportunity to give? I don't know. Do you know what? So I'm kind of the educational uh, medical side piece. And obviously I'll bring my own buzz to that. Then we have a physiotherapist, a women's health physiotherapist, Eva Harvey. She's brilliant. All about pelvic floor health. So that's like for women of all ages, you know, mm. and we all need to know about a pelvic we floor. Need a reminder. Oh then we have gosh, uh, Grace yeah. Alice O'Shea. She's a sex therapist. She's from Tralee. Yeah, um, and we have uh, Shauna. God, I, did, I forgot her surname there. She is doing, she owns uh, Sex Shuppa. So it's called Shuppa Ginyas, actually. So she'll be there with all her dildos and her, and her, and her, and her lubes and stuff. And we'll, we'll have a bit of fun with them. This is just about getting this out there about what, what women can do for themselves and having a healthy attitude to their bodies and to sex and to ageing. It's about, it's for every woman, it really is. So, you know, I've like, I've a group of ladies coming, they range from 30 to 50, they're five sisters and they're bringing their 75 year old mother. Like, it is for all women, it really is. Um, and then who do we have? Oh yeah, Kyla Cobbler, the comedian, just to kind of warm things yeah. up a bit. And then my team as well, they'll be like, uh, fun and games with that too. So, yeah, no, and the goodie, like amazing. the goodie bag is amazing. The goodie bag is like literally... Like the goodie bag is worth the ticket price, so they won't be coming away uh, feeling as if they were hard done by. And it's a great time of year because I always think at the end, it's the end of January, isn't it? What date again? The it's a trilly, it's the trilly twenty seventh of January. Yeah, yeah. so you're you so miserable. I know. Do. Yeah, so it'll be fantastic. Yeah, it yeah. just it sounds brilliant, brilliant. And you can't really learn something. Who knows what you might walk away with? Something oh, you learn something loads. with batteries. You <laughs> will learn loads. You'll learn, and it's for women. It really is like so. It's going to be so empowering. You're going to come away going. 
I wish I knew that when I was younger, you know, and just yeah. and it'll be very, it'll be fun too. Yeah. So yeah, no, yeah. I'm really looking Fantastic. forward to it. Yeah, well, it's sounds, sounds brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. Well, look, brilliant. you were saying earlier, you know, you hope even if you sort of touch one person or make a difference to one person, yeah. you'd be happy. And look, I've, you're making a difference to hundreds of thousands. Or, and because of well, that, I hope so. Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Because I have never met a real life superhero, <laughs> and you are one. You're normally Wonder Woman, but today you are Water Woman. Oh. And we have a lovely cape here for you. I love it. I'm going to wear this. Will I wear this down the street oh, on my yeah. way out? Look at this. What a woman. The fabulous, the fabulous pharmacist. pharmacist. Do you give this to isn't everyone? Or is this... God, no. No, No, you're special. Now, maybe in the future. <laughs> maybe but no, I'll you're wear this to my lunch now. Oh, yeah. You're well, brilliant. I'll put it on now. Super and it's here pink. Today. Fantastic. So thank you for all you're doing because it really is Thanks a million. I love brilliant. it. Brilliant. <laughs> you know? Look, it's the pink you looks know, fabulous. I'm doing a farm visit tomorrow. I'm going to a farm for the crack. So maybe I'll wear my pink vulva. Oh, my, yeah. Not my pink Volvo, but <laughs> I bring my Volvo with me as well, but I'll never bring well. my cape. So thank you yeah, so much. No, what, what a woman you are, honestly. It's, it's such a pleasure. Thanks for taking the time.